That's right. Week one of the playoffs are in the books. We have arrived at our fantasy playoffs. How are you guys doing? It's me, your commissioner and your host. This week, I apologize. I'm solo. Uh, I threw the feelers out. I think people are busy with the holidays. Uh, and even though you know people are off, I get it. People are all over the place, so I apologize. It is just me and my lonesome. Hopefully, I'm not too boring and I'm entertaining. You get to listen to my beautiful, sultry voice. Or maybe you'll turn it off. Doubt it, though, because I think this was one of the most entertaining weekends of football in a long, long time, starting with that, um, what was the Thursday night... Um, the 49ers yeah the 49ers game was pretty good but then the three games on saturday all the games on sunday leading to yesterday our boy joey got to go up to the game um even though it's kind of boring to start but it got interesting and there's big ramifications for our league um so uh let's jump in let's start out though by talking about our fandoms real quick um also, I apologize. I have listened to the past couple episodes. Um, I record in my new office that currently, for those of you who've seen it, know, literally just has my desk and my PC in it. All the walls are empty. There's no other furniture in here. So I think it's a little echoey. Let's actually get stuff in here and it'll probably be less echoey um, on my microphone. And hell, maybe I'll even soundproof this place a little bit because um, I have big plans for this podcast in the off season. Maybe. All right. Let's start uh, get the Bears out of the way. Because their season's been over. Um, it's all about Justin. I thought Justin looked great. He literally had... Uh, Mooney was out. Claypool's out. St. Brown went out in like the first quarter. He, he was throwing to, as Jared Alexander of the Packers said a couple weeks ago, scrubs. And yet he covered the spread against one of, if not the best team in the league, the Eagles. He covered the spread. We're only down by five. He carried that team on his back. Um, sorry, Chris. It's just not, he's, there's no way he's leaving the bears. He is the future where we have draft capital. We have money, you know, and honestly watching the Eagles, it's like, that's what you hope happens next year. Does is Justin able to make a similar leap like Jalen Hurts? You know, I don't I don't think we can put the bar of like, I mean, Jalen is MVP candidate. Although, as we just learned, Pablo is texting me this morning. Jalen might miss this week with a shoulder injury. My guess if he misses, he'll be fine for the playoffs, but they're clearly thinking about the playoffs. But um, yeah, that Justin Fields run. Um, freaking awesome. Who knows how many of these players are going to be on the team next year. I think everyone kind of knows Justin is the guy moving on. Uh, I am going to the game, though, anyway. On Saturday with my father-in-law, it's going to be like five degrees and feel maybe in the negatives, but let's not tell him because he's from Florida. I know people are saying like, oh, can you get him on? I doubt it. It would be funny, though. It would be funny if it was like him and Nicole. Maybe one of these nights when they're kind of drunk, I'll just kind of make it happen. Be like, guys, you have to look at our fantasy league and you have to give notes about the team names. 
Um, all right, let's move on to <laughs> the freaking Minnesota Vikings and the Indianapolis Colts. Chris, that 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 definitely hurts. Matt Ryan is now known for two of the biggest upsets in NFL history because the Vikings had the largest comeback in NFL history in a regular season game. And then, of course, there's the infamous 28-3 against Tom Brady in the Super Bowl when he was on the Falcons. I Listen, the Vikings have an explosive offense. To me, though, this, no offense, Chris, this tells me more about the Colts than it does the Vikings because I just think the Colts are that bad. <laughs> uh, they... Jonathan Taylor went out early, which hurt me in one of the leagues I was in. Um, I was facing off against this guy, Mario, who I hate. Josh knows him. I think a few of you guys know him. Sound mixer. He's a douchebag. Anyway, I was facing off against him. If Jonathan Taylor doesn't go down, I think I, I think I win, but it is what it is. Say la vie. Um, I think, let's see, that was Thursday. I was like half watched, or no, that was Saturday. So people were at my house and we had the game on, but like we were only half paying attention because for the first half, it was just all Colts and and the Viking, everyone was just like, oh, Vikings, they're done. They're the frauds. They thought we were. Uh, They are going to be a first round exit, blah, blah, blah. Then the second half happens. I also thought Josh was going to beat me. In, in our fantasy matchup because I had Kirk cousins and Kirk at the half had like two or three points or something like that. And I'm like, well, this is not good. Um, and then that second half happened and listen, you have to give the Vikings a little credit here. They did crawl back from 33 down to win. It's impressive. I just still think the fact that they got 33 down against the Colts, no offense, Chris, is like that you you are a good team if you're able to come back from that far down, but are you a great team to get that far down in the first place? You know, that's that's the question. I as of right now, like if if that was almost any other team, I, I, I don't think the Vikings are coming back from that. So, you know, you look at a team like the Eagles or San Francisco, even though they have Brock Purdy, who Brock Purdy once again looked really good against the Seahawks on Thursday. I just, and and, and on top of all that, like, I stupidly, this is on me. I follow, you know, I keep up with stuff online. I'm on Reddit. I don't do Twitter, but I'm on Reddit and all that kind of stuff. And I listen to podcasts and blah, blah, blah. For for decades now, ever since I've been a fan, it's always been, you know, the Packers are usually at the top. The Bears are usually in that second spot. And then the Vikings, the Vikings and Bears kind of trade off who's in that second spot. But I think, and Joey, I think would agree, and my other Packer fans would agree, that even when the Bears are suck-sucky, like right now, or, you know, before the 2018 season, that the rivalry between the Packers and bears is just, it's more history. It's more interesting. It's a bigger deal. And the Vikings are like that bastard stepbrother 
but truthfully, I, I've just never really cared about them. I've never, they're, they're fine. I actually like their uniforms. I like their logo, but this year they've had one like decent year and their fan base is just out of control. Annoying. They think they are God's gift to the planet. I cannot wait for them to get crushed in the playoffs. And with the way things are shaping up because the, the, um, the Lions have won six of seven, I believe in the past seven weeks. If it's against the Lions, oh, just the cherry on top. Um, which I know I'm sure Joey would be will be nodding his head that he now thinks because the Packers won last night against the terrible Rams team that they have playoff hopes now. I mean, you never know. You can't count out Rodgers, but let's be real. I think the Vikings are still a first-round exit. They suck, and I hope they suck. I just, I don't know. They're so cocky, and it's really annoying. Um, but I guess we'll see. Uh, the middle game I actually kind of missed because, once again, we it was our our friend group's um, annual Lord of the Rings Christmas party. And so by then I was, like, drinking and blah, blah. But from what I did see, and I watched some of the highlights, um, and from what I listened to and read Spills Dolphins game was awesome. Uh, the Dolphins put up a show, especially in the snow. There were snowballs on the field and all this stuff. You know, they put up a good fight and the Bills pulled it out. Great for them. Um, I think the Dolphins are still in the hunt, although it's a little harder now. Um, but yeah, it was evidently great football. And then what was that last Saturday? Oh, the Browns and Ravens. Eh. Sean sucks, which is great. But hopefully, uh, for multiple reasons, Lamar comes back for the Ravens. I'd, I don't know. Ravens are a little bit more exciting than Tennessee. Whatever. Lions beat the Jets. Um, Jets kind of beat themselves. Zach Wilson is not the guy. Someone put it on a podcast really well. That like if you actually watch, if you watch all of his highlights, yeah, he looks like a great quarterback. It's super exciting. But for every great play, when he looks bad, it's like the word he just looks inept, can't make decisions, slow at the ball, very high highs, very low lows. The Lions are playing great football, so. And I think they do still have a Bears game on the schedule, which would be really interesting. Uh, moving down, I'm not going to go over every every uh, matchup here. I'll just briefly say that Packers game. Uh, actually, I'll probably talk about the Packers game more in, in the when we talk about the league because it had that game ended up having big ramifications. Really close. Um, all I'll say is. Aaron looked better. He was smiling. He was clearly having a better time. I think he kind of knows that this season isn't, they're not going to a Super Bowl. Even if they do make the playoffs, they're not going to a Super Bowl. So, yeah, uh, it was it was fine. But I'm glad Joey had, looked like Joey had a great time. He was drunk, not too cold. Pretty cool. Uh, now we have to talk about some of these walk-off wins. <laughs> We can start with the Jaguars and Cowboys. That last 
ditch effort by the Jaguars against a really good team. It wasn't really Dak's fault if you watch that interception. I think it got tipped or bounced or it was on like the receiver's hands. Jaguars took advantage. Trevor Lawrence looks like the all-star that he was supposed to be when he was drafted. And then you can draw similar, well, similar parallels between him and Fields. Trevor Lawrence clearly had a way worse season one with freaking, oh my gosh, what's the guy's name? Um, uh, the the Jaguars coach who got fired last year. Uh, my God, Urban Meyer. My goodness, sorry. Tough situation. Now, Trevor Lawrence is in a new system. Got some more talent around him, and you know it took a few weeks. And they might not make the playoffs, but they look really good. Um, and I think the future is bright down there. Although, you know, similar to the bears, it's the Jaguars. So who knows, but what an ending to that game. What an ending to the Bengals Buccaneers. The Bengals scored 34 answered unanswered points against Tom Brady. Who, in my opinion, Tom either needs to retire next season or he needs to change his scenery. Could it be the Raiders? Maybe. But lots of walk off. That's why I'm saying like this. This uh, this weekend was crazy games. I mean, almost every single game was entertaining that I watched, and even on the red zone. And it kind of all encapsulated. I'm really sorry, Ian, but it really all was just exclamation point. Holy crap! This is a weekend to remember with that Raiders Patriots ending. Now I wasn't really watching because. What was I doing that day? Oh, I was laying on my couch. I wasn't even hungover. I was just tired from the day before. I watched the Bears game, and then they were on after that. Um, I think I was just took a nap. <laughs> but I did wake up in time for the ending. And someone, someone put it, um, someone asked the question on one of the podcasts I listened to, I was like, who had the worst, who who couldn't go to sleep at the end of their game? You know, Dak Prescott, Matt Ryan, or Jacoby Myers? And I think the clear answer is Jacoby. It was a mistake. He, he to, to his credit, you know, it was the last play of the game. They were tied. Ramondre Stevens runs up the middle. Decides to throw it back. Jacoby Myers gets the ball. You know, it's in the heat of the moment. He's like, oh, are we doing this? Are we lateraling? Sees Mac Jones. Doesn't see the other Jones. I forget his first name, sorry. On the Raiders. Jacoby throws what is actually a very good pass, by the way. Pretty good, darn good pass. Um, all the way back there. The Raiders Jones intercepts it. Stiff's arm, I mean, it wasn't even that hard of a stiff arm. I mean, Mac Jones went down like a rag doll. I mean, I know he's the quarterback, but, like, you play football, dude. And the Raiders run it back. Zero seconds of the clock. I was listening to the Bill Simmons podcast, who is an avid Boston fan. And hilarious. And likes to stir up the internet with his hot takes, which is fair. 
I mean, that's how he gets $250 million from, from Spotify. Um, but that play, they were coming up with some funny names for it. <laughs> like, uh, shoot, the Vegas Vomit. Uh, oh, man, I'm forgetting half of them. Something, uh, Vacation with Jacoby? I don't know. Ian will know. I feel bad for the dude. I mean, he should have known better. It was a dumb mistake. He owned it in the press conference. Evidently, Patricia didn't call for it. It, it is what it is, but it's still really embarrassing. And and going back to this Bill Simmons bit, you know, he, he's gotten to watch the Patriots since like, you know, the 70s. Patriots have been through a lot of stuff. I mean, the 80s, they were decent when they faced the Bears, and then they got really bad, and then it's been the Brady area, era. And similar to Packer fans, you know, our lives watching and being fans of football, you know, like, there are perennial contenders every year. Um, and, or, or that have been able to extend their, their stay as just like, oh, yep, they're probably going to be be in it i would put the steelers in there uh patriots the packers and now it's changing and i think these fan bases especially the ones that are our age who you've only you know you've seen this success like listen i know ian you're you're shaking your head and you're annoyed with me because yes i'm a bears fan and i recognize the fact that i've had i've mostly watched bad teams Minus like the mid 2000s when we had Erlacher and we went to the Super Bowl one year. And then there was the other year that we lost the Packers in the championship game. But it sucks. And it's not easy to find a really good quarterback. And it's also like Bill was kind of complaining on his podcast about, oh, this Patriots team sucks. Boston has become a Celtics town. And it's like, no, they haven't. They're still a Patriots town. Just like Chicago will always be a Bears town. Even when the Hawks were doing their thing in the in the from 2010 to like 2016 or 17 in hockey, it was still Bears. Even when the Cubs won the World Series, yes, that was a shining moment, and everyone I think collectively was a Cubs fan. Still a Bears town. The Bolt we have arguably the greatest athlete to ever play a sport in Michael Jordan. He's, he's, uh, he's on the Mount Rushmore still bears town. And so listening to bill and I don't think Ian, Ian's been pretty good about this. Cause I've been talking to him a lot about the Patriots because bill was saying that it's time for bill Belichick to retire. Come on. After everything that guy has done for 20 years or more, however long it's been, His talent isn't there. I, I I will say this. Hiring Matt Patricia and Joe Judge is a big question mark. You know, he lost a big brain trust with Josh Daniels and I forget the other the other guy who left. But like the Matt Patricia thing is is egregious, should be taken care of. Um but Bill is still the greatest coach of all time. He's probably going for the all-time record. 
But to say he should retire and leave New England, I just think is a little weird and short-sighted. It takes time. Like, what what the Packers and, like, the Patriots have been able to do the past 20 years of, like, being able to keep up with the NFL changes and quarterback stuff and wide receiver everything involved is no short of amazing so and and the league has really changed again so it's like you have a couple of 500 seasons the smallest violins are coming out you know what I, like the bears are three and ten the lions have been the lions for longer like for 60 years i don't know ian you can yell at me you can, you know, you can give me your your takes. You can tell me I'm wrong. I'm just saying, yeah, it, it looks like for now, the Patriots window has closed and they're not going to be on the top of the division. It's a tough pill to swallow. I, in my mind, and I'm sure Ian agrees with me. In fact, I know he does. He said this to me before. Would you trade a single second of the past 20 years for what it is now? Like, yeah, you guys kind of suck. Guess what? You have six rings. It's dope. So anyway, I'm totally out of my element and out of my zone speaking on about this and I'm just complaining. So I just, it's also unfortunately for people like Ian and Patriots fans, like that I sent that NFL poll on from Reddit. Who's the number one most hated team in the league. It's the new England Patriots that that lateral pass by Jacoby Myers to end the game will be a meme for a long time and Patriots are going to have to deal with it. But guess what? You can just show your six fingers. You know what I mean? It comes with the territory. You guys are the best. So, yeah. You're going to get some hate. And uh, that's okay. Because knowing the Kraft family, it's probably going to be okay in a few years. Which cannot be said for my team. So, (laughs) with our track record. But, uh, never know. It's really interesting. Uh, I'll I'll start transitioning to our league now, but I was uh, listening to like an episode of the Ringer NFL show. They were talking about um, quarterback tiers that they do. And there's definitely a changing of the guard happening um, in 2022, 2023. Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady are kind of the last of the old, old guard. You know, there's no more Manning. There's no more Roethlisberger. Who else would be in there? I don't know. All those guys from like the mid-2000s, early teens have kind of retired, moved on. And now, and then you move a little past that, and your Andy Dalton's, your Russell Russell Wilson looks freaking terrible. Matt Stafford is on the verge, probably retiring. And now you have this new crop of you know Mahomes and Hertz and Herbert. Hopefully, Fields. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, it's changing of the guard, and uh, for me, it's fun because the Bears have sucked for a long time, but. You know, a team, honestly, seeing a team like the Lions, even though they're in my division, like shoot up like that is is pretty cool. So uh, we'll see 
we'll see how things shake out over the next uh, couple years. But at least, you know, Joe and Ian and Chris Summers, although whatever, your team is your team. I think I'd rather be a Patriots or a Packers fan than a Colts fan right now. I'll say that <laughs> Colts are a hot mess. Uh, but luckily, I don't have to do any of that. All right, let's move on to the playoffs. The shebang, the first week. They're in the books. We had some great matchups. A little bit of a lower scoring week, except for, honestly, our bye week people, who I'm sure, well, Ian ended up with only 75 points. But his team was looking pretty good for a second there. Um, let's start in the top bracket. Brett and Pablo had their bye weeks. Brett scored 125. Pablo really went off with 169 points. Uh, is that one of the... That's got to be one of the highest scoring of, of the season. I'll look it up later. Or someone, if someone listens to this, they can, uh, they can text it. But thank goodness he scored it this week because uh, it was going to be between Josh and I to face him. Josh, good game. It did get really close there. My team came flying out of the gates because of that Vikings game. Uh, I mean, I was up high, and then the, the rest of the week was a big fat duds. But uh, your team just, finally your Cinderella story kind of caught up. Some of your injuries, some of the talent that you were starting finally caught up to you. I mean, I have to, I think... Of anyone in this of the league this season, I think you had a freaking great run run. And I know I'm saying this is a winner, so maybe this falls on deaf ears. Um, and you're annoyed by it, but I just I think the, honestly, the fact that you didn't once all your guys started getting injured, the fact that you didn't fall into the bottom bracket is a win in it of itself. So good game. Um you know, Ritter really didn't it, it, losing uh, out on Russell Wilson. Oh boy, I'm gonna sneeze. <coughs> and all that bummer. But hey, you know, you're not in the poop, so that's that's good for you. The other matchup uh, to face off Brett in round two, we had. Um, oh wait, before I say that, I do want to. Say, or no, I'll get to the previews at the end. We had Joey versus Pat, which um, should have been closer, uh, especially with uh, someone went down for Pat. I don't remember what, but Pat's team has been slowly kind of like tipping a little down because of Deshaun Watson and all this stuff. Um, he, his team performed fine. Barkley really saved him, pulled him out of the water. Joey though, I think for all intents and purposes, his team just really boned him this week. Um, no one had like the worst game in the world, but Herbert just really, if Herbert even had like an average game, 
I think I think Joey pulls it out. Uh, but it kind of sums up Joey's season of just some unfortunate matchup luck. You know, last week <laughs> I was able to somehow beat Pat Dooley, pull a little upset there. Uh, and Josh won his matchup, forcing Pat Dooley to tumble down. And therefore, I got to play Josh. No offense, Josh. And Joey was stuck playing Pat. I do not think Joey was happy about it, judging by some texts he sent me on the side. But, uh, you know, good run, Joey. I do think your team was better than they performed this week. And unfortunately, they just didn't do it. And that's the bummer about the playoff stuff. Just takes one game. You know, it's all your record doesn't matter once once these weeks start. Um, and sure your team is on trajectories, but tough loss, Joey, real, real bummer. So you and Josh are fighting for fifth place and Dooley and I move on. Dooley takes on Brett and I take on Pablo. But before we get to previews next week, let's scroll on down to the bottom bracket. Grant. Ian, both had buys. Um, <laughs> I think both of them are happy with that. Uh, we'll see what happens next week, but uh, I, I don't understand. Grant's team is like kind of, I thought it was way better and it's kind of fallen down. I'm not going to do power rankings this week because it doesn't really make any sense to, but Grant's team a little, little weird right now. So who's going to be facing Grant? Well, came down to this final game, and this is where the Rams and Packers really had a big, big influence. Uh, Chris, in the final moments, uh, Chris and Chris and Joe T were kind of neck and neck for most of the weekend, and it came down to Chris having Van Jefferson for the Los Angeles Rams, who's been kind of hot or cold, mostly cold the whole season. While Joe T had Cam Akers. That was it, right? Yeah, Cam Akers. But Cam Akers, as we know, who's like fallen off teams, who's just been freaking terrible. That's not exactly like a sure thing. And so in my eyes, I was like, mm, Joti's projected to win before this game. And I don't know. Well, Joti did pull it out. Cam Akers kind of came through with double digit points. Antonio Gibson did him no favors. Joti's team did not do that great. Chris Godwin had a good game. Joe Burrow had a good game. Waddle had a good game. Past that, his kicker saved him, but Chris's kicker matched right with him. Chris, I'm real sorry, man. Your team was on the up and up, too. And uh, Josh Jacobs had an average game against New England, which, as we've discussed in other, in other podcast episodes, Josh Jacobs was your was your workhorse. He was the guy who was going to get you out of this situation. He didn't perform. Sorry. And you were out. You know, Debo is out, Claypool out, Sutton out. Tough, tough break. Um, but congrats to Joe T. Joe T, you you will be fighting 
the winner of our last matchup uh, between Mike Graham and John Mike for seventh place. Chris, you move on down the bracket, down the poop chute, as it were, against Grant Wheeland um, in what is going to be a mud a mudslinging fest in my eyes. I, I really don't know. I guess I'll get to some predictions uh, in a second here, but that'll be interesting. All right. We then had um, Mike Graham and John Mike face off, and they had a pretty high-scoring affair going into the Rams-Packers game. Mike's team, Mike's team did really well. Uh, McKinnon, who is now, I guess, a league winner, decided to just become the number one running back in the league the past couple weeks out of nowhere. Went off for 30 points. Justin Jefferson went off with Kirk Cousins. Um, and everyone else did, you know, average, but enough for Mike to rack up 134 points going into the Packers-Rams game. Going into that game, John Mike only had, I believe, 60 points, if my memory serves, but had Justin Fields, Tyler Higbee, Aaron Jones, and Aaron Rodgers. Three of four of those guys, all very much heavy hitters for him. He had a, oh, and A.J. Dillon. Jesus, man. Four people. So even though he was down by 40, 70 points, you know, he still had four heavy, heavy hitters. Aaron Rodgers underperformed a little bit. Only at 10.86 points. Kind of screwed him. Both of his running back, both A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones had great games. Really helped. Tyler Higbee caught the first touchdown pass of the season. When Tyler Higbee caught that pass, I was like, oh my God. John Mike might actually do this. And Mike Graham let us all know in the text by blowing up our phones. <laughs> but Mike, you're still winning, okay? You need to you need to take you need to smoke some weed or something there, my friend. You were fine. I mean, not fine. And but then it really came down to that final drive. I was trying to do some math. The Packers were driving. They took seven minutes off the clock. It would not have made sense for him to do it. But if in that red zone, in those final minutes, Aaron Rodgers had thrown a touchdown pass to Aaron Jones, who's still in the game because A.J. Dillon was out. I think that would have that would have been, you know, four points plus six points for the touchdowns between the two. That's ten. And then you add in the yards and the half a point for a catch. You add that to 121.74. You're right up there to 134. You're right there. So close. Instead, the Packers were nice and respectable and knelt the ball to end the game. Super lame. Also, Aaron Jones was very close to running in the ball to get the first down. One more yard, and Aaron Jones gets a touchdown. That would have been six points, plus however many yards he gets for the carry. Probably not enough to beat Mike Graham, but real close again. Bummer, John Mike. You were close, my friend. It was a close battle. Um, Mike Graham, you avoid a repeat poople visit, which is probably a big sigh of relief. Uh, You're going to go on. Do I think fight for seventh place? Yeah, seventh place against um, 
against Joe T. So, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I expanded the playoffs to six teams to keep people interested for longer. But when it's all said and done, uh, Josh, Joey, Joe T, and Mike Graham, your seasons are over. Hope you had fun. You know, there's still uh, placement fighting to be had. But at the end of the day, because we do random draft orders every year anyway, it doesn't really matter, but except for pride. So I don't know. Set your lineups anyway. It can still be fun. But uh, GG on the season. Hope you guys had fun. I was texting Pablo this morning because now Pablo and I are facing each other. I'll start with that. But uh, Pablo is saying, you know, regardless of what happens in the end here, because I think he got knocked out of a bunch of his other playoff leagues. I got knocked out of Bonners. I got knocked out of Alleys. But he was saying, and I kind of agree that this has been maybe the most fun season of fantasy that we've certainly done. And it's not just because of the banter and the, the, all this kind of stuff and maybe this dumb podcast, but just the, I think the variation of the players of who performs and strategy of who do you pick up and who's hot and cold and what team is doing playing who has been a lot more um, interesting, harder to gauge this season uh, than in the past years where, you know, you kind of have your top, your top tier guys, which you still do for the most part, have, you know, your Justin Jefferson's and, Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen and stuff, but it's been a roller coaster and it's been a really, I think a really interesting year in terms of figuring out who to start sometimes. Um, so yeah, we move on round two next week, week 16, four teams remaining in the top and four teams fighting in the poop. Brett versus Dooley, me versus Pablo for the top. We got Grant and Chris in the bottom, and Ian and John Mike in the bottom. Four and four. What do you guys think? You let me know. You can text it. Where are some predictions? I'm really curious. Maybe some side bets. The... The Brett and Dooley matchup is interesting. Um, Dooley now has QB issues. But he has really good running backs um, and really good wide receivers. Whereas Brett has really solid quarterbacks play, especially because Trevor Lawrence has come into his own. Um, he is two of the best wide receivers in the game, but his running backs can be hit or miss. So it's kind of like a, a flips of if you combine these two teams, they would be absolutely the best. Um, you know, so do you take Brett's QB wide receiver core? Or do you take Pat Dooley's running back wide receiver core? Personally, and and let's take into account Pat Dooley scored 128 this week. Brett only scored 125. But, you know, it's a different week. 
I think I'm going to take Brett. I think Brett beats Pat. Pat seems to been really good, but I think with the emergence of Trevor Lawrence and now the Jaguars are really fighting for a playoff spot, I think Brett has the edge. Then we'll move down to me and Pablo. Um, <laughs> I have very good running backs who only one of them performed well this week. Uh, my wide receivers are okay. Juju and Christian Watson have woken up a little bit. Hopefully Watson does a little more next week. Pablo. Let's see. Pablo has Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen. We'll get to that in a second. He had he has pretty good running backs. His wide receivers are decent. Really, what what Pablo's team is, and we've talked about this in the past too, is the quarterbacks: Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen. They can score thirty each, and just put your team super high, right from the get go. However, the news just came out that Jalen Hurts hurt his shoulder during the Bears game and might sit Saturday out. Now that sounds like a huge swing for my team. But Lamar Jackson's been out for two or two weeks now. It's rumored he's coming back, but if Lamar is out, even with Jalen Hurts out, I think I think Pablo edges me. If Lamar is back but Jalen Hurts is out, then we got an interesting an interesting matchup. I'm not gonna predict it because it's my matchup. If someone else was here, they could predict it. You guys can predict it if you want. Um but depending on that news, I think if Jalen Hurts is in and Josh Allen is in, I think Pablo beats me. Um, if Jalen Hurts is out, then I think then it's a, a very close matchup. And uh, I don't know who would win. Moving down, Grant and Chris. Both of you scored 102 points this week. Chris... You have good quarterbacks, although Derek Carr can be hit or miss. You have a great running back in Josh Jacobs. Everything else is very hot and cold. You had you you know you did really well in the middle there. I, I just don't know. And then but Grants. Whoops, that was a fart if you guys could hear. Grant's team should be way better. Um He's got two of the best wide receivers in the league. Tua's there. Heineke, eh, and Heineke's playing San Francisco this week. James Cook is not that good. Najee, what did Najee do last week? He had 14. That's not too bad. Well, so Grant really is also depending on this Jalen Hurts news. Because A.J. Brown, if it's... Although Garner Minshew is the backup. So if if Minshew is in, A.J. Brown can still be a threat factor here. So hmm, this is a close one. It's a close one. You know what? I think I'm going to take Grant because, you know, as much as Heineke isn't that great, the Commanders are also fighting for a playoff spot, although losing to the Giants in that stupid way. What a bad call by the refs. The refs had a bad weekend. Um, 
I think they're going to be really fighting and put up some points. Uh, I like I like Grant's wide receivers more. Uh, his running backs maybe you know aren't as good, but I think Grant can pull it off beating Chris. But man, that's gonna be. I think it's gonna be really. I think I think the two matchups down in the poop are gonna be closer than the than the the up bracket up tier bracket. Moving on to our final matchup, Ian John Mike. Uh, John Mike, you know, you're really close to being Mike Graham. If your team performs as it did this week, I think you're going to be Ian. Uh, you have Justin Fields is just good. <laughs> the Packers are now, quote unquote, fighting for a playoff spot. Um, I, I think they just have to perform even semi what they did this week, and you're going to be fine. Ian. You still listen. You're not out of it uh, by any by any stretch of the imagination. Your your starters because Tom Brady just doesn't. You know he's he's slipped a little bit, but he's playing Arizona this week. That's that's a good matchup for the Bucks, and the Bucks have to win if they have any hope of making the the playoffs. They have to be Arizona. Uh, Singletary is weird, although it is going to be snowy and cold in Chicago. Buffalo's playing Chicago. So Singletary might have more, more looks than usual. Uh, Cordero had a great game, but he's playing the Baltimore Ravens. The Chargers are on a push for the playoffs, so Keenan Allen should have a good game. I don't know what to do about the Saints. They are such a weird team to me. Um, and if Brock Purdy keeps doing Brock Purdy things, you know, maybe you, you do pull it in closer. I think there's a chance you could, you could make this a a close matchup against John Mike. I do think John Mike pulls it out. Uh, meaning I think it will be Ian and Chris in the poop bowl, but we'll see as we saw in, in this matchup, you know, things can happen. Upsets can happen. It was a crazy week in the NFL, and I think it's going to be crazy again this weekend because there's a lot of like bubble teams fighting for playoff spots, and even those top teams are trying to keep their number one spots. I don't know. It's been fun. Um, again, GG to Joey, to Mike Graham, to Joe T., and to wait, is that it? Josh. You guys had a great season, especially Josh. You know, preview of the Dundee Awards is uh as Pablo put it in the last podcast for the end of the year rap party, January 14th, Saturday during the NFL playoff games. Hand out some Dundee Awards. Josh definitely gets a Cinderella story. Um because his team was pretty, pretty crazy. But uh, you guys had a good season. Joey, bad matchup luck. You know, you, you, your team really put it out there every week. You scored tons of points week in and week out. And this is the one week your team scored not that great. And it kind of bit you in the butt. Uh, and you can blame me if you want. But your team produced a lot of points. And, you know, Pat Dooley's team also can produce a lot. and. Your team just 
pooped it a little bit too much and you fell short. Joe T, you've had a roller coaster of a season. Uh, your team was just quite frankly weird. <laughs> uh, and I don't think there's ever a true identity with your team of like, do super good. You had, you had good across the board. You had like one good wide receiver, one, one good quarterback. Your running backs were your, your downfall. You know, but you also had an auto drafted team because you missed the draft. So next year clearly won't happen. We're going to get the draft day in the books real early this year. Finally, Mike Graham, your team was fine. You avoided the poop bowl. You started out pretty hot. You're scoring 140 points plus every week. And then you kind of had a crashing of debt back down to earth. But you avoided the poop, which is the key thing here. Um, and uh, you escaped. You escaped a, a very charging John Mike Washington Foreskins. So, GG, thanks for playing. Better luck next year. And now we go on to the top and final four. Good luck to Pablo, to Brett, to Pat Dooley in the top. And good luck to Chris, Grant, uh, Ian, and John Mike in the bottom. I know, the bottom. The punishment. The glitter rainbow license plate cover that says baby boy fantasy, baby boy, burly boys, fantasy loser, something like that. I'll go in your car. And of course, the unicorn costume selling lemonade. It's waiting there in the darkness in the corner. It's waiting. Ooh. Good luck. Um, if anyone would like to be a guest on next week's episode so that it's not just me rambling for we're going on 50 minutes now. Let me know. I uh, would love to get some analysis on. Uh, we'll have our answers for who's in the final two and the bottom two. Who's our final matchup? We're coming down to it. Two weeks left, guys. Two. So if you'd like to be on, let me know. I'm willing to have two guests. More than that gets a little dicey. Um, and other than that, everyone have a safe and happy holidays. Christmas is coming up. I know Hanukkah has already started. Everything else. Um, so yeah, happy holidays. Thankful for you guys. Thanks for listening to me ramble for 50 minutes by myself. Hopefully I don't have to really do this again. But it's fine anyway. All right, guys. Week 15 in the books. Week 16, round two of the playoffs coming up. Good luck to everyone still in it. See you next week.